0: Hello and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Just sitting in service on Sunday morning, the Lord dropped this in my heart, and I'm going, "Oh, okay." And ever since then, He's just been confirming, you know, to me that this is what we're supposed to be talking about tonight. And uh, I got up this morning and was was doing my walking this morning, just doing some praying, you know. While I was walking, and and uh, got on Facebook at one at one point this morning and saw two or two or three different people who were talking about what I'm talking about tonight. And then we get here tonight, and why should I worry? Is what we're you know, is, is, I'm going well. Okay, you can't plan that much better because we're going to be talking about casting your cares tonight. You know, and it's something we all have, to, have to, to continually be reminded of because it is a constant effort on our part not to let things come into our hearts and into our minds that bring disquiet to us. You know, and that's what it's all about. You know, we worry about so many things, and sometimes we do well, you know, I'm not really worried about it. Listen, anything that has you the least bit upset... Anything that distracts you from what God has said, anything that draws your attention back to itself that doesn't line up with the Word of God, anything that causes you not to be able to rest at night, that's called worry. That's called worry. You know, and, and there's no reason for us to be in a place where we ever worry. But it's something we have to continually train ourselves to not go there. You know, I know people have said so many times, well, I'm a champion warrior. Well, that is not a big, you know, star for you. No gold stars for you. No, 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 no. You know, but, but I know what it's like to be, you know, concerned about things. I mean, you know, you think, well, you know, it's just a, bit, it's just a little thing. You know, and we're willing to put up with this little thing. Listen, I, I, have, I have said this before, you know, there are times when I have to, I struggle with, with not being in care about something and there are times And in, in the middle of the night I will wake up and a thought will come to my mind and it's like I, I say it quite like this, it's like suddenly the train has left the station and it's just one car after another. One, that one thought leads to another, to another, to another, to another and I can't find the caboose. I mean, it's just like this never-ending train of things that's just got me from being, I, it keeps me from being able to go back to sleep because now I'm, I'm like, well, how do I do this and how do I do this and how do I do this and I don't know about this and I don't know about this. Listen, if it's anything, anything that causes you to be in unrest, big or little, you think, you know, if, if you hear, if you were to listen to someone else talk about the things that, that they get concerned about and the things that they fret over, you know, you would think, well, why would you, why, 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 is that such a big deal? You know, but to them, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, I find myself fretting about what I'm going to talk about on Wednesday night. I find myself fretting about what am I going to do about this lady's retreat in September? You know, I... I I find myself doing, I, I, how do I get up there in front of those people? I mean, you know, I'm sweaty, I'm nervous, I, you know, I've got to run again, you know. You know it's, it's, it's all still, and it's just, it's just care is what it is. You know, and the Lord does not want us to do that. It's not a laughing matter, it's serious stuff. Because I tell you what, worry is a thief, it, it robs you of your blessings, it robs you of your peace. It robs you of your joy. It robs you of your ability to function. It robs you of your ability to interact with other people. It robs you of your ability to see beyond yourself. The enemy wants to use that to distract us, especially in the days that we're living in, to keep us so focused on us that we don't see the needs that are in front of us in the lives of other people. You'll never reach out to somebody else when you're worried about something that's going on in your own life. You, you just won't. You, I mean, maybe, maybe you will, but you won't consistently until you learn to get past worry. And it affects you internally. It affects you externally. You know, I, I can see people... We come into church with heaviness on them. You know, worry brings a certain amount of heaviness. You know, and some, for some people it's, it's, if you, it's heaviness light. And sometimes it's heaviness heavy. You know, there, there's degrees of it. But you can see it on somebody. When there's not joy coming out of somebody... When there's, not, when there's just not a, a, a carefree attitude on their, on their face and in their step and in their, and in their outlook and in their walk, something's bothering them. You know, I used to, you know, in the old church, uh, we would sit on the platform. Thank God those days are over. But it was that interesting. When I used to sit on the platform, I would look around while pastors ministering. And I would look around and I would look at people. And after church, I'd say, honey... There's something going on with so-and-so. Well, how do you know? I so said, you can just take a look at them and you see it's all over them. Yeah. Just all over them. Really? Yeah, really. Sometimes, you know, it, it, it takes the Holy Spirit to alert you. That, that change in them is so subtle that most people won't pick it up. But something's going on. Sometimes, you know, it's just so obvious to everybody that something's wrong. And, you know, I've, I've come in. You know, in pain or, you know, just something weighing on me that I've let weigh on me. And somebody will say, what's, what's the matter? You're not your usual self. Listen, we ought to find our usual self is a, a person full of joy. A person with a smile on their face. That should be our usual self. Our normal should be walking and living in a realm of peace and joy and confidence and trust that people... I mean, you can see a spring in, their, in your step all the time. Some people are going to take hand of a $10,000 check for them to get a spring in their step. Anybody oh. hey, can have a spring in their step with a $10,000 check in their hand? Unless you need 100000 <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, it, it's a matter of perspective. A lot of times, you know, why? Why would you be worried about this? I mean, you know, da, 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 you know, listen. Externally, it's there; internally, it's there. It keeps people so torn up on the inside. Sometimes, it has cost people their lives. I, I know of a pastor who had a lady in their church. So I know this is a real, true story. In their church, a young woman in her thirties, a single mom, and she worried constantly that there was something wrong with her physically. And she went to doctor after doctor after doctor, and they kept saying, we can't find anything wrong with you. And she was convinced that there's something wrong. See, it had gotten a hold of her. And had become a stronghold in her, in her life. And, and she kept going to doctors. And they kept saying there's nothing there. And, and this pastor went to this woman. And she tried her best to minister to her. She laid out scriptures for her. She wrote them out. She was, th- these scriptures were written out for this lady. And they, this minister gave these to her. They spent time with this lady. They went over these things with her. And when they would come back the next time. They would say. Have you gone over those scriptures? And she'd say. No. And finally the Lord said. You can't do anything more for her. She wound up, this this woman wound up in the hospital, wound up in a coma. And eventually, you know, the doctors came in and told her parents, listen, her body is shutting down. One system after another, it's shutting down slowly. We can't find anything wrong. We don't know what's wrong. We don't know what to do. And at that point, there was nothing to do. And she died. Well, the parents gave the permission to the doctors to do an autopsy. They, did, they checked everything. They never found one thing wrong with her. Listen, worry can kill you. When people say they died of worry, it can happen. It can happen. But, you know, if we understand that all it's doing is robbing from us, and, and the origin of that is what? The thief. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You have to understand that worry, where it comes from, and identify it and do something about it. Go with me to 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Simple little verse. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. The Beck translation of that last phrase, he cares for you, says he takes care of you. The 20th century translation says he makes you his care. The Phillips translation says you are his personal concern. Personal. God takes every concern you have personally because you are his personal concern. You take that, go over the Amplified, and, and you, we all love the Amplified version of this so much. Um, let, me, let me find it here. Hallelujah. First Peter 5, verse 7. It says, casting the whole of your care. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns. So how many of it is, are there we're supposed to hang on to? Absolutely none. See, with God, there are some things that are all and nothing. Here he wants you to retain nothing and give it all to him. He doesn't need a 50-50 split. Even 95-5 is not good enough. He wants you to understand that you can give him every single concern, every little worry, everything that causes you to stop and go, I don't know, I don't know about this. Anything that causes me unrest, he wants it all casting all of your cares all your anxieties all your worries once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully go with me to ephesians 2:4 that word affectionately i want you to understand what he means by affectionately ephesians 2, 4. Hallelujah. And I can see we're not going to get all the way through this. That's all right. I think it's important enough to spend more than one week on it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here it says, um, let's pick it up in verse 4. It's talking about how we what we the kind of condition we found ourselves in. And but Brother Steve is talking about being God being so merciful. In verse four, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ and raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the Amplified says but God, so rich is he in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he has loved us. Even when we were dead by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. Can you understand he He loves you affectionately? Ah, oh, what father, what father does not love his children? What real father does not love his children? And there is no love like the love of the Father God. No matter how much we love our children in our natural state, it does not even begin to compare. It gives us a hint of the love he has for us. But it doesn't even begin to compare With the love that God has for us. And so that's why he says to cast all of our care on him. Because he cares about us affectionately. He holds us so dear that he doesn't want anything to bother us in any measure. That it's not good enough to have a little bit of bother in us. He wants to take all of that out of our lives, out of our heart, out of our minds. He he wants to replace it totally with his peace. And then it says that he cares about us watchfully. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. He's always on duty. Always. There's nothing that happens in our lives that takes him by surprise, but he said he already saw it. He already saw it coming. He's already provided something for it. The answer has already been given. You know, when, when Paul says that, that he asked the Lord to take away this thorn in his flesh and God said, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. Listen, everything God has already done for us is sufficient for every situation we will ever find ourselves in. The sufficiency is already there. It's We are, we are well able to conquer, to face to overcome anything that ever comes into our lives because we're already well-equipped. Because the one who watches over us so faithfully has already put it in the inside of us. He's already given us the tools and the equipment to take care of it because he's watchful. He's watchful. Hallelujah. You know, if, if somebody, I mean... You know, you have got a job to do, and and you're you're trying to get something done, and and you're you're having issues with it, and and somebody comes along that that you have a lot of confidence in, and they say, oh, don't worry about that, I'll take care of it. You go, oh wow, okay. Listen, that's what God's wanting to do for you to do. He wants you to say, I, I need some help with this, and He goes, oh, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it, Amen. and He just wants you to just go, oh. Okay. Just take a big sigh of relief and go, all right, he's got it. He's got my back. He's going to take care of it. I don't have to even think about this again. He's, he's, it, it's, it's, he's got it. He's got it. We're good. You know, Do you know somebody like that who comes along and maybe on your job and says, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it? And you go, because you know them so well, because they've proved themselves in your life so much, that you, When they say that, you go, oh, I can trust them to do exactly what they said. See, that's God. Just trust Him to do exactly what He said. Take a big old sigh, big old breath in, let it go out and going, ha, that's done. That's over. I can move on now. Other things to do. Amen. Amen. Go with me to Psalm 55, verse 22. Psalm 55, 22. Twenty-two. you see, I know that you know these things, but you know what? We have to be constantly reminded, constantly reminded, because the enemy is always bombarding you to see where where you'll give, to see where you'll crack. And these are the areas you have to be built up in. In Psalm 55, verse 22, it says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. The Amplified version of that says, Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. See, that's what worry does. It weighs us down. You know, we're just, we're just struggling under this load. But he said, Release it. Release it. Release the weight of it, and he will sustain you. Listen, until you release it, he can't sustain you. You can't. I mean, pastor, here's your Bible. Hang on to that. Hang on to it. 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 Hang on. To it. Hang on to it. See, this is what some people do. No, oh, Lord, I, want, I, got, I got it. I got it. <laughs> he said release it. Let go. Take your hands off of it. Stop that. But you see, if, we, if we, we'll win out if we don't let go. He'll say, fine, take it. Take it. If you're so anxious to have it, take it. He won't violate what we want. You know, we, we grew up with a song that was take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And, and we had an altar bench. You know, we had a platform and there was an, an altar rail down here. We came down here to pray. And I mean, my Lord, that was the place where we came. And we brought our burdens. And uh, we, we got down here and we put them on that altar. And we looked at them and went, yeah, I gave them to the Lord. And we got, we get up from that altar and kind of look back at it and go, well, maybe not. And off we go with them. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Hallelujah. Goes on to say in the Amplified Version of that, He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. The consistently righteous. You know, I'm determined, you know, today that I'm not going to worry about this this thing that I know. When I, when I need to know, I'll know the answer to this, and tomorrow I go back to it and go, well, I don't know, okay, I still don't have an answer for that. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I don't know how I'm going to work this out. I'm not consistent when I do that. The consistently righteous. The consistently motivated person who will say, I am going to give it to him, that is the person who will not be moved, will not slip, will not fall, and will not fail. Hallelujah. Now, go with me to Philippians 4. You know where we're going. Hallelujah. You're right close by Philippians 4. I am so sad I don't have enough time to finish this tonight. That's okay. We'll just come back to it next week. Um, Philippians 4. Let me get both of my Bibles here. Philippians 4. It says in the, in the regular King James, be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know you have to give it to Him. You want the peace of God to come in? You got to give it to Him. Uh, in the amplified, it says, "Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition." which are definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And the peace, and God's peace, be yours. That tranquil state of a soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds In Christ Jesus. I'm telling you. He's got instruction for us. He tells us over and over again. Go to Matthew. I'm just laying a a groundwork here. For the fact that that he's, he's given us instruction. Matthew 6 verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought. I wrote it in, in my Bible when I transferred some notes, and I, and I didn't have a reference for what translation it came out of. But it says, where it, it says, take no thought. Another translation says, stop being perpetually uneasy. Take no thought for your life what you shall eat. What you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking one thought, can add one cubit to his stature? much more when you take a you take a i mean we get pictures you know in the springtime of all the gorgeous flowers you know we spend good money on photographs of things of, of the splendor in nature of flowers and animals and birds and yet we forget that god cares about us so much more we look through all these things and we think how magnificent they are i saw a picture of of a place in canada lake louise and it's just it, i mean the splendor of the of the of the picture it was just unimaginable you you can't even hardly begin to think that god who who else but god could have created such a thing and yet how much more does he care about us how much more it goes beyond the rational mind. It goes beyond natural thinking. It goes beyond human perception in any form or fashion that how much more can God possibly care about us, that he would be willing to do so much more. We are the splendor of his creation. Not the mountains. Not the, the animals. Not the flowers. We, man, We are the splendor of his creation. We are the thing that he exhibits to all creatures. He's the one who says, look, 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 look at my beloveds. And the angels just wonder, just wonder, how can that be? Man, they don't understand it. And yet God puts us on display puts us on display as the object of his affection. How much more, how much more does he love us, care for us, watch over us than he does the grass of the field, the fowls of the air? No matter how splendid this created world looks to us as man, when God sees us, that's that's what He's interested in. That's what He's that's what He sees. That's what He says. Ah, oh, that's my work. That's my handiwork. That that's what I'm most proud of. That's what I take joy in. That's what's near to my heart. Just look in the mirror. When you do that, you just you just have to you just have to understand. That when you look in that mirror, what you're seeing is, is, an, is, is something that God values so highly. That he doesn't want you to worry about anything. He wants you to go through life without a care. He wants you to go through life not being concerned about, about what tomorrow will bring. What the next five minutes might bring. But to know that he's got it, he's got it taken care of. Trust him. Amen. Trust him. Let go of that care. Let go of that concern. Because he can't work. He can't work it out as long as you're trying to carry the load. You know, over in Matthew it says, take my yoke upon you. My burden is easy. He wants you to exchange all the care that we have in the natural and take on his nature. His yoke is so light and so easy. It just it comes, it comes with the territory. It comes as part of the package deal. Take my burden upon you. Let me have yours. And with that, we're just going to quit for tonight. And we'll continue this next week. Hallelujah. Amen. Just go home, you know, and just, and just think about how much. When you can see any kind of a picture somewhere and how glorious it looks. Just think about how much more glorious you are crowning jewel of God's creation. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching.